0: Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Time now for some top tips for the small screen and uh, joining me this morning are our own Maxine and Faye uh, and uh, Emer Hock of uh, great Irish Bake Off fame also joins us because the great British Bake Off is back and we'll be chatting about that in a couple of minutes. But first of all, we start with Faye's choice, which is on Netflix. It's Ratchet.
1: May I ask why you're headed to Lucia?
2: It seems like a rather personal question. Well, I'm sorry, ma'am. Didn't mean to make you uncomfortable. I didn't say you made me uncomfortable. I said the question was personal. Sorry. You should bathe more often. Your fingernails are filthy.
0: In the joint. We had a saying in the core, save one life and you're a hero.
2: <laughs>
3: save a hundred lives, well then you're a nurse.
0: Do you want to have fun? How about a few <laughs> less? You have been
3: subjected to enough pain. I can show you a good time. Serve someone to show you mercy. How different I would be if someone had.
0: Oh, Oh, okay. Right. Um, I certainly won't be watching that. But Faye, you are watching it. Ratchet on Netflix sounds utterly terrifying and completely disturbing.
1: Yeah, I am indeed. Um, It's very intense though, I must say. But after the first two episodes, you you have to watch it. You'll be hooked. Um, it's very intriguing but it can be quite graphic in places. Um, it's set in 1947 and it's based on the novel um, One Flew Over the Cookies Nest so it follows uh, Nurse Ratched, um, and she's quite a monster under all the, the fine clothing and the makeup and things like that. Um, but as I said, it, it gets quite graphic now so it wouldn't be for a younger audience anyway. Right.
0: So, um, so what? she's a nurse who goes around killing people?
1: Uh, basically, uh, the angel of mercy she calls herself. So uh, she she thinks she's doing kind things by by getting people to either commit suicide or helping them. Um, so yeah, very intense now. Um, but it is intriguing. You you would be hooked after the first episode, anyway.
0: Right. So these are people who, under normal <coughs> circumstances, would hope for recovery.
1: Um. Yeah. In Ratchet, she's working in a psychiatric hospital. Um, so there's quite a few cases that would be um, disturbed, very disturbed. Um, so in 1947, you can imagine that the recovery isn't what we'd have today. Now it's, uh, it's a bit different; it's a bit more intense. But um, she doesn't. It's, it's kind of it's kind of conflicting. You 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 kind of want to to feel bad for her, but. <laughs> in the end you can't because the things that she does is is just its too much.
0: Yeah. um, So there was, and it was just referred to there at the end of uh, that trailer for it, uh, a reference to if people had shown me Mercy, how different I might have been. So clearly she had a disturbed background herself.
2: Yeah,
1: we're still trying to find out that much now, but um, the way it kind of starts off, you you get more involved in her life, if that makes sense. But... um, Things start to get a bit messy during, I, I'm on episode six now, so I'm nearly finished. There's only eight episodes, but um, I, I have to finish it now, but we haven't figured out yet exactly what happened to her, but you get bits and pieces on the way. Um, so trying to put those together is, is what we're trying to do at the moment. But uh, a great show, if if you like thrillers now, or it's a bit psychological, but it, it's good. It is good.
0: Right. So, uh, however many staffing issues you might have in your hospital, you wouldn't be inviting Nurse Ratchet in.
1: <laughs> no, absolutely not. Not. Right,
0: but a good watch as far as you're concerned.
1: Yeah, I give it definitely <coughs> four out of five. Anyway, um, a four if out of five. If you can hack, if you can hack the the disturbing bits in it, I'm often shutting my eyes and things like that at some parts now. But uh, the story itself is good, in fairness.
0: And uh, who plays Nurse Ratchet? Is she good?
1: Uh, Sarah Paulson Oh yeah and, um, oh, she, oh yeah uh, Finn Whitrock as well He's the other main actor in it
0: So uh, a 4 out of 5 recommendation from Faye for Ratchet if you can stomach the disturbing yeah. bits
2: Exactly yeah
0: Jeepers Right um, <laughs> Thanks Faye Um, I I have to say now we're moving into territory that I am more comfortable with and I've been watching a couple of episodes (coughs) of it myself. uh, And that is uh, the Great British Bake Off is back on Channel 4. Hello, bakers. Welcome to the ten. It's back. I am petrified. With a fresh batch of bakers. The sponge's got lumps of butter in. I prefer it like that, to be honest. And a new addition to the team. I have the eating age of a nine-year-old. They can't contain you. You're a maverick. I'm struggling. not to eat a bit more. That's bone dry. I feel
2: like
0: I'm definitely on bake-off now. I'm going to put a cake in the microwave. It's all gone wrong.
2: Oh, dear. You're not meant to eat, though. No, I know that
0: now. <laughs> what the hell is that? It's like a death it's... mask.
2: What's life without taking a little bit of risk? Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Great British Bake Off is back and uh, Emer Hawk has TV experience and indeed other experience of great baking and we've sampled some of uh, that wonderful baking ourselves here in the Limerick Today studio in the past but now she's virtually and socially distanced I'm afraid the end of that. Um, uh, how are you Eamir? Hi, Jonathan, How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. Now, uh, there, there's a story told, um, uh, and I am going somewhere with this, in uh, American football of uh, a guy who kept getting stood on and kicked and all sorts of stuff uh, in the professional game. And eventually his coach said to him, listen, he said, there's a game live this Monday night on nationwide telly. You throw an elbow into someone's face in that game. Make sure you're seen. And you'll never have to throw an elbow again. Now, I never thought I'd see the same thing in the Great British Bake Off. But mm-hmm. somebody threw an elbow and took out one of their competitors <laughs> in, a, in a recent episode.
2: Yeah, it was um, as far as um, from first episodes go of any series, I think it's probably um, one of the best opening episodes of Bake Off. It's not the best opening episode of Bake Off. So much stuff happened, including that
0: sort of accident with sabotage. No, nervous, she took um, her she took him out. Totally completely, In he never it saw is. it coming. I I t- I t- took, took the elbow, <laughs> took him, took his cakes, the whole nine cake, yards, plastered it. against the tent. But didn't, but didn't take all,
2: take all of them out. So they managed, she managed to leave. Unfortunately, she left one on the tree, so she didn't quite get away with everything. Yeah, the bad um, one. So they did have something. <laughs> they did have something to to um, to compare with. And as far as I could see, I think the one that they actually they, sorry they left two on the tray. I think, um, and the two they left on the tray were actually the best ones that he had. That worked out quite well for him, really. Um, but yeah, the poor thing. I think she she felt so bad. And um, her name is Sura and she, she did not won- feel bad. She was and, delighted she did. with herself. Did the poor face on her? Of course she did. Anybody would. Oh, if, if you have not um,
0: seen it, it was extraordinary, right? This poor guy coming along with all his what, what was it? Some kind of pineapple dessert?
2: Yeah, they were individual
0: pineapple upside down cakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Well, he was upside down <laughs> by the time she was finishing him. Like he came around the corner. <laughs> right, and then bang, out goes her elbow. Everything goes. <laughs> she was She was literally, she was trying to uh, swat away a fly that I think was um, swat was away a fly.
2: you're very cynical when it comes to baking. This is all sweetness. She and light took him out. To <laughs> I wonder I wonder who'll
0: be the next episode. Mm, who else can <laughs> I, mm, who can I trip? Mm.
2: Oh, somehow so we're accidentally set 12 cakes on fire. Who what an accident, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, no, I mean, the, the poor thing, she did obviously feel very bad. You could see that on on her face and everything. And I didn't even think so at all, I have like to say, I, I
0: mean, I, you're a very nice person, emer obviously, and you've taken part oh, yeah, in this and you yeah. know a lot more about it than I do. Um, but there was no question in my mind, she took him out and, you know, <laughs> any pretend disappointment afterwards, you know, but what was interesting was the other competitors looked more horrified than she did. She was kind of going, yeah, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough.
2: She was, Oh, so she, were we were watching a different program, Joe. <laughs> she was—I was, oh, I I think she was just paralysed. She was just so horrified at what had happened, um, and then um, everybody else was was sort of like, "Oh no, it could have happened to anybody." While also like shuffling their bakes slightly away from her. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I think that was—it um, was a very dramatic way to, to start. considering it was only the, the second round in the entire competition.
0: Yeah, the other thing is Paul Hollywood. I mean, he's at a point now where he'd eat himself if he were a chocolate cake.
2: Oh, he really would, wouldn't he? I just, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Paul Hollywood. I have to say it. Um, and it's, um, I don't know if anybody saw it, but there was a travel program that he did where he went to Japan earlier on in the year, and he was just, he was so ignorant about about other cultures, desserts. And the fact that they had them and how brilliant they were, and he was so shocked that other people could bake that weren't him. Um, just that uh, <laughs> I just oh no, I don't. I don't have a lot of time for Paul Hollywood. I respect his experience and I respect his um, his expertise and what he can do. But I think he is a person. I think you put it right there. If he, if he as you said, if he was uh, a chocolate cake, he'd stuff. Uh,
0: do they have any new presenters this year?
2: They did. So this year they brought on Matt Lucas to replace Stanley Toxic and Matt Lucas um, doesn't really have anything to do with food whatsoever, um, as is traditional to uh, host the bake-off um, but, and he himself has said he's not a big foodie and in the program he mentioned that he has an eating age of a nine-year-old and that he, one of his favourite foods is pot noodle. Um, so he was, it was kind of a, an uphill, I thought it was going to be an uphill battle, but he actually did a, a fantastic job, I have to say, um, and the what they did is they opened up the programme with him doing a skit um of him uh being Boris Johnson and talking about the bake off and I thought that was that was just very, very well done. Um so they did a really good job in kind of introducing him and allowing him to, to lead and talk to the contestants and he was just very good at relaxing them and um and welcoming them to the tent because it's the first challenge, it's the first day, everybody is not on their game yet because it's it's so it's so stressful. I cannot stress enough how stressful it actually is.
0: Right. And um, how are they doing this in COVID world?
2: So what the contestants did, they actually agreed to stay away from their friends and family for seven weeks. They're actually living together um, in like their own separate, I think they called it the Bake Off bubble. Um, so they're uh, staying away from family and friends during the entire time of the competition. That's all the cast and the crew so there was a big sacrifice involved this year, um, more so than, than there has been in any other year. Um now I haven't I haven't actually um, seen any of the any of the areas. They haven't really shown us any of that yet. Um and I also I'm really curious as to how they practice their bakes every week. Like do they have access to a practice kitchen um and how they actually coped with all that kind of thing. But it was it was a loss for them to, to give up for a very long um, period of time.
0: And at some stage during uh, the series, do, do they get to use those little things that kind of have a flame coming out of it and, and it allows you to, to burn off and, you know, whatever they're called? Do you mean like a, a chef torch? That's, that, there you go. That's a, oh, sh- a chef torch. Che- Wait until you see Sura. Hers will be a flame <laughs> for her.
2: Yeah, just, um, she will take everyone a else a out. <laughs>
0: Burn down the tension She'll burn down the tent, she'll burn down the tent she And she'll emerge on. from the flames and go, Told you I was gonna win. Watch <laughs> her I'm telling you, along. I'm telling you, you've gotta see this. It's actually I'm sure it's up on social media. Watch the way she takes this guy out, throws the elbow, bang. He goes everywhere. <laughs> anyway, it's brilliant. It's Great British Bake Off. It's back on Channel 4. I love Matt Lucas uh, as well. Uh, and uh, Emer, thanks very much for telling us about it. And listen, we'll, we'll check in with you as the series uh, goes, Emer. Um, so, I love that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Now, st- stay with us for a second because I just want to talk to Maxine as well. She is watching yep. New Gales on rt one when I came over, the language barrier, I suppose, was difficult for the first while. You could see the talent, His speed always stood out, even to this day it stands out. I said,
2: I never kicked a ball before. It's all about fun.
0: I always dreamt of playing in Crow Park. You know, there are people out there who haven't been comfortable enough to say something. Black Lives Matter actually brought a lot of light to racism. So it's new Gales, uh, Maxine, and uh, tell us a bit about it on RT1.
3: Yes, Joe, New Gaels. Um, so it's a documentary that aired on RT1 a couple of weeks ago. And um, I'd say, like, it was so good. It was, it was really, really wholesome. Um, and the premise of it is it kind of follows four people who moved to Ireland, you know, with their own backstories and then ended up embracing Gaelic games. So either hurling or um, Gaelic football. And just how it kind of affected their lives and affected their experience of, you know, um, Ireland as their new home. Um, and Maxine, yeah. was it
0: largely a positive experience for them?
3: Yeah, it was. It really was now. And, um, you know, the the GAA community was really welcoming to them. And, like, it's all about integration and, you know, inclusion. Um, and, of course, it is very topical at the moment with the Black Lives Matter movement as well. Um, so they did obviously touch on that and touch on racism and and that as well. And you kind of got to see the teams that they were involved with. Um, you know, they were really like racism really wasn't an issue there. Like it might have been people from opponents, like other teams. Um, but overall, it was really really positive. Um, and there was like Limerick representation as well. So one of the people who featured in it, um, Janine, like she's living in Limerick and she's involved with the uh, Moline J uh, club. And like she's a mother, so she's she, she gets very involved with the um, football for mums and so on. Um, and on a personal level, I find it brilliant because it kind of depicts my own experience of Aaron and me being like a black mixed race person as well. It Like it has been mostly positive. And, um, yeah, no, I thought it was brilliant. I definitely would recommend it
0: to everyone. I see she so for you, it's been a mostly positive experience. Uh, We heard Denise Chila from uh, Limerick and saw her on The Late Late Show. And she talked about it, you know, as a largely positive experience, but also Mm -hmm. flagged up some of the issues around it, Maxine.
3: Yeah, so um, with a lot of them, you know, they, they did obviously experience racism. But what it was is, I think for me, it wasn't within the team or within their own community. A lot of the time it would be, you know, as I said, opponents or other teams that they play. There might be you know, a bit of a racial slur or comments um, coming from other players. And I think what it is a lot of the time is, you know, people might be racist or people might have preconceptions or um, prejudices against people. And then, you know, when you get to know them and when you get to, um, you know, Become part of the community. It kind of it kind of disappears in a way, and I think like Gaelic football and or just GAA and any kind of sport in general is just a really good tool to um, cross that boundary.
0: And you were saying that for you, um, it, it's been a largely positive experience. But I mean, on the flip side, you know, uh, have you had difficult moments?
3: Of course, yeah, I've had difficult moments like throughout my life, and you know, especially as a child, and then. Even in my adult life now, I do deal with racism and um, the odd time, but it's never, as I said, like it's it's the same as on that show. Like it's never anyone who I'd have a personal relationship with, because I feel like once you get to know someone, you know, it's hard to be racist. You know, it's 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 difficult to stay racist towards someone because it's just a you know a prejudice you have against someone. Um, but definitely, you know, strangers um, that would have made common. About me, or just kind of backhanded things. Um, I know a lot of the time it can, but just be, uh, what's the word? Um, you know, you might just say something. It might just be like a an off comment, like you didn't even mean it in a racist way, but it can be hurtful as well. But kind yeah, no, of
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, you're a kind of a, a a seemingly casual remark type of thing
3: yeah exactly. that's it. Like I feel like a lot of the time you know if people say something that is you know offensive for racist, a lot of the time it might it mightn't be meant in that way so i I will say that as well, but no, I would definitely say I've had like experiences with racism as well, but I'm glad that it's kind of coming into conversation now and you know it is in the mainstream now that we're talking about it and that it is being discussed because I feel like it is such a has been such a stigma here not talking about racism or not knowing what to know how to approach it, So I'm glad it is definitely
0: becoming a conversation in Ireland. Okay, well listen thank you very much for talking about your own personal experience as well and you recommend New Gales. They aired an RT one but it's available at the moment on the RT uh, player if people haven't caught it. Uh, Appreciate your time. That's uh, our own uh, Maxine uh, and Faye uh, and uh, Eamor Hock with us as well this morning. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.